BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, FFM. I am so excited to share this episode with you all because this is a guest who I have followed for a few years now and have had the honor of knowing in like real life, you know, it started, I guess it started through Instagram, like messaging each other every once in a while. And then we actually used to go to the same park with our kids in the West Village. So we'd run into each other a lot. And then I've been fortunate enough to support her in person with some of her business ventures. But Melissa Wood Tepperberg is truly a shining fucking light. And I personally have always found her discussion around the decision to give up alcohol and also really like work on her internal voice and just recovering from a past version of herself that was not always as kind to herself and others, super relatable to my own journey. And I've talked about this with her before, and it's really what we dive into in this episode, because for me, I found that once I healed myself and my own voice, not only was I so much kinder to myself, but so much kinder to those in my life. And it's something we dive into in this and like how to get to that place, how to work on yourself, why giving up alcohol for both of us was such a big part of that journey. And I say this to her very early on, but she actually played a huge role in my decision to give up drinking. She had no idea, obviously, because it was more just like me consuming her content and feeling inspired by that aspect of her life. But I love her. She is beautiful inside and out. And I really enjoy this conversation. And I think it will resonate with a lot of you. So Melissa Wood Tepperberg, for those of you who do not know her, is the founder of Melissa Wood Health, which is a health, wellness, and lifestyle platform that aims to make mindful health and wellness accessible and attainable for all. It completely took off during COVID. And we do discuss that a little bit of just like how having that at home and online accessible platform really helped during what then turned into a serious lockdown. And she most recently is the Sports Illustrated 2023 rookie, which there's nothing I love more than cheering on friends and like different ventures and avenues of success and just wins. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Without further ado, here is Melissa Wood Tepperberg. I'm really excited because A, I need your energy today. I said that when you walked in. I was like, I just, this pregnancy is kicking my fucking ass. Oh, it does kick the ass. It, it, I don't know. It's not like I forgot. I honestly just think this one is worse. And Joe keeps saying that too. So I'm very excited to chat with you. But I want to kick things off. And I don't think, maybe you know this. Maybe I've said it to you because we've DM'd. We yeah. see each other at the park. <laughs> I went to your launch event. Yes. But you actually played a very large role in me deciding to give up alcohol. Wow. And you were just one of these people. And I said this in my solo episode when I decided to stop drinking and I thought it was going to be like a weekend and then Mm -hmm. it turned into a month and then six months and then a year. Now I'm pregnant. So we're continuing. (laughs) But you were one of those people who I felt just like leveled up by not drinking. And I really resonated whenever I heard you speak about it, whether it was on other interviews, I think I had stopped before your own show, or maybe it was your episode also. I don't remember. But every time I heard you speak about it, I was like, I'm so jealous. Like, I'm mm. jealous. And then I re- had this moment where I was like, I can be jealous of someone because they're tall, you know? I can be jealous of someone because they have naturally curly hair. 
but I can change the fact that I'm drinking. Like mm. I shouldn't be jealous of someone over a decision that I can actively make. And you were just one of those people that I felt, whether you knew it or not, really played a role in that decision for me. So thank you. Wow. I did not know that at all. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. You are just like a doll. I adore you. I love thank following you. you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You're just, you always keep things a hundred. <laughs> and that really means a lot to me, actually. And I'm so glad, you know, I think in this space, you, you really have to assess like what you want to share, mm -hmm. what you want to keep sacred, which I know, you know, and this was something I felt so passionate about sharing mm -hmm. and it has really supported me in my life in ways I never could have imagined Same. before making this Really, I don't even want to say like this change that I ever thought was going to last more than like you oh, I said. Never, I was like a weekend. I was like, right. I need a weekend off. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was taking like 30 days. And then it's interesting what happens during that time, right? Because I think for me at least, and I think you probably would agree, is you don't know how good you can feel. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see these small things shift and you notice these small changes and you start to feel better. And then you start to feel even more better. And then you're like, wait, why the hell would I go back? That's how <laughs> it was for me where like it then didn't even become a thing. And look, I love alcohol. Like mm -hmm. I, I loved having a drink at night. I love a cocktail. Like I love it. But I never missed it, which was shocking to me because I think I just felt so good. That's exactly what happened to me. Literally, I mean, I enjoyed a drink, loved tequila. Loved. Even when it's interesting now because when people are drinking around me, I don't, I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's like because I know what that's like. Yep. You know, and it's what has led me to support me over three and a half years now mm -hmm. of not drinking has been tapping into this essence within myself that has been greater than anything I've ever known. And it's really helped me to see my strength. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel as if I've always been in touch with it, but it's really just opened my eyes to the depths of what I'm capable of. Yeah. I also think for me, it became this like, I'm more confident than I had ever been. Not mm -hmm. necessarily in this moment because just pregnancy is fucking with my brain, not even physically. I just mean emotionally and all of that. I but, think you've never looked better, but well, it's interesting you. what pregnancy but does do to you. But I don't do even mean physically. Like, it's not just that I don't mentally. feel confident physically. I just don't feel confident. I, I feel honestly, I said this to my therapist, we've been talking a lot about it. I feel disconnected from myself. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like I'm watching this avatar kind of go through life and it's a very odd feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on methods to kind of like ground myself and bring me back to myself because all that went out the window when I got pregnant and it was just like sleep survival. Yes. But- I don't even mean physically, just my confidence is not where it usually is, but pre-pregnancy, after making that decision, I felt so confident because for me, it was this real confirmation that I do know myself best because I had felt this pull to do this and I don't know why I was putting it off. And then once I did, I was like, wait, I was right. Like all of these voices on the outside of like, come on, like, let's have fun. You loosen up. I was right. Mm -hmm. And that confirmation gave me the confidence in other aspects of my life. A hundred percent. It's like, it's a different strength that comes with the mind. It's like this mental strength. And, and really for me, it's the combination of that tapped into strengthening the intuition through yeah. meditation. I mean, that's what really got me to a place where I mean, it's so interesting because I remember it so vividly to this day. I was sitting in my closet. I love to meditate like in my closet or my bathroom or like sacred little spaces mm -hmm. where like my kids can't find me. <laughs> Locked away somewhere <laughs> where no one can enter. Just I get like it. dark. I don't even want to light on. I need to send you a photo before you go on this. Like I will send it to you tonight. We have the oddest like back storage room off of our third floor bathroom. Like you just open it and it's like, 
I don't know what the space is supposed to be used for. And I joke all the time that I want to put a twin mattress in there <laughs> and it could be a nap meditation pod because pitch black, no one would ever find me there. Oh, I say do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to. I'll send you a photo Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. You should. So it it was like, you know, through my meditation practice and tapping into really strengthening my voice, it, like this sounds crazy, but like after I would meditate, I just kept getting these very clear signals of it's time to get really centered. Mm -hmm. It was like, and I was like, okay, I was like, you know, I think a lot of the time what happens in our lives is we're not tapped in to our truest self. Yep. And what meditation does is it makes those voices, you guys, so loud that you have no other choice but to start listening. Mm -hmm. And it starts in a whisper, right? And then, and then it, it gets, gets a little so loud. louder if you're not listening. And I just was like, okay, like, you know what? I am going to eliminate all of the things in my life. And this was just to put this into perspective because I think the timeline is key. This was one month before my birthday. This was in 2019 in November. I was launching my app for the first time at this point in my business, in my career, I had had my platform. I never had an app component in addition. So it was this big thing happening. And I, I felt very clear that it was time to get super prepared for all of these things, what's to come. And then fast forward. So now I had stopped drinking and then fast forward to 2020. And it was like, I Thank was, God, the app. yes. And I was also just, there was a, I mean, it through such challenging, difficult times for all of us, there was a sense of clarity that came over me that I, I never experienced before. And it was just, it really taught me in a bigger way to trust, mm -hmm. to listen to myself, to trust the voice and to keep leaning in because that is really where I believe you're guided yep. and you live in a flow in your life and you're less in the force of trying to make things happen or trying to be this person you become. It's it's just like, it's what I believe to be so true. Absolutely. And why I'm so passionate about this no, topic. No, I, I mean, I totally agree because I relate it to when I started meditating, which was 2018. It was right after I had a bad car accident and I had signed up for this program that all of my, like I have a group of five girlfriends and they all had done it and they kept telling me to do it. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. I kept signing up and not going. Right. Finally, I had signed up. Then I got in this accident. I was on disability from my job and I was like, I have nothing else to do. And my doctor was like, you know what? This is great. You just go to this room for like, you can't be on technology. You would just sit there, listen to this woman teach Emily Fletcher for Ziva Meditation. Yeah, yeah. And I started my practice then. And it was when I started meditating, I had always dreamed, not always, but once I started to realize what was possible with what I was building in Freckled Foodie, I had dreamed of this world where I could quit my job and go do this, but I just could not come to terms with how I would make it work, what it would look like, what would I tell people I was doing for my job, all right. of those ego-focused things. And with my meditation practice, it became so clear that it changed from a what if, like what if I did this to I can't not do this, mm. I have to do this. And that for me was that big voice moment where I was like, I have to. And now I'm like, thank the fucking God. I mean, right? Like the best thing I could have ever done for myself. All right, question for you guys. How often are you checking your active subscriptions? You know, the ones that you click like subscribe for 30 day trial and then you completely forget about. Well, let me tell you, I definitely have some that are being auto charged on my credit card that I have just simply forgotten to cancel. I literally just found one that was a pretty penny that I forgot was renewing for my annual subscription. Thankfully, Rocket Money helped bring it to my attention so that I was able to cancel it before it hit my credit card. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It quickly and easily finds your subscriptions for you, and you simply just hit cancel for any that you don't want to pay for anymore. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses. This way, you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. 
Just the other day, I got an alert on my phone about a large charge to our account, seeing if it was real or fraud. Fortunately, or unfortunately, it was a real payment, but because it was someone I had never paid before, Rocket Money made sure it was not done by accident. If you're trying to save money right now, whether it be for a new home, a wedding, a future child, a fun trip, or whatever life has in store for you, you are not alone. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Cameron. That's rocketmoney.com slash Cameron, rocketmoney.com slash Cameron. I am so excited to share with you a new sponsor of the show, eBoost. eBoost creates products that help you take on the day wherever the day takes you. Their most popular product, Superfuel, is a sparkling natural energy drink crafted with plant-based caffeine and fortified with vitamins, minerals, nootropics, electrolytes, and antioxidants. Eboost is so confident that you're going to love Superfuel that they are giving you a four pack for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Take advantage of this offer today and go to eboost.com slash Cameron to get your free four pack of Superfuel. While I love anything that helps support energy and focus, I personally cannot enjoy Eboost right now since I am pregnant, but Joe and our sitter Megan have been enjoying them and have a ton of positive things to say. The Superfuel cans come in four flavors orange mango, strawberry lemonade, ginger lime, and blue raspberry, providing an option for everyone's taste buds. Joe told me his personal favorite was ginger lime, which to no surprise, I'm assuming would be mine as well, since I am a big ginger girly for any type of sparkling drink. The Eboost Superfuel drinks are perfect for everyday energy, late nights, work sessions, jet lag, and red eyes, or that daily 3 p.m. slump. Plus, it is low in sugar and has no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. While most other energy products use synthetic caffeine, eBoost products are made with natural plant-based caffeine that comes from green coffee seed and green tea, which helps with the more sustained energy without the high and low that usually comes with most energy drinks. With this current offer eBoost is giving my listeners, there is really no reason not to try. They're so confident they're going to love Superfuel that they're giving you a four-pack for free. Again, all you have to do is pay for shipping. Take advantage of this offer today and go to eboost.com slash Cameron to get your free four-pack of Superfuel. Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Erica. We're the hosts of A Thing or Two. We are professional enthusiasts constantly on the hunt for the products, books, and trends that should be on your radar. And we share them with you every Monday, whether it's marinated olive oil that we're putting on everything, a deep dive on pillows, or the fact that suddenly gas stoves are on everyone's outlist for 2023. We challenge the friends we invite on the show to bring their own favorite thingies too. Like when Ellen Van Dusen spilled about the IG account that's keeping her current with the youths. We also love a gift guide. We take listener questions, Dear Abby style, and tell you what to get your vegan minimalist coworker or your sister-in-law who loves to hunt. So be sure to listen and follow A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica wherever you listen to podcasts. You talk a lot about, I've heard you mention, like the hell yeses, you know? Mm -hmm. What are your hell yeses? But then also what are your hell no's? Because Mm. I think it's really important to say yes, but also saying no to things as well and making sure that you're putting your own sanity and mental health first instead of pleasing everyone else. Oh, hell yes. Uh, (laughs) I am crystal clear with my hell yeses and my hell no's. I have been a chronic people pleaser most of my life, which I think most people are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe with age comes so much incredible experience, but also just this knowing of who you are. And, you know, it takes those moments where you do the things because you want to do it for the person. And you're like, oh, I have to do this. Like, I have to do this for her. And then you go, or even before you go, and you're like, why the hell did I say I hate yes that. to I this? I hate that so much. I hate that. And I've just got to a place where I decided, why would I want to bring that energy into this person's, you know, whatever moment this person is having, they don't, they don't need this weight of like, I'm doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. It's doing no one a favor. It's most definitely not doing me a favor. So I've, you know, I've gotten really comfortable politely declining as has Dylan, who is here with me, who declines a lot of stuff for me, but it's, it's really from a place of love. It's, it's not from like, I don't have time for that. My time is, you know, I have more important things to do. It's just, 
getting really clear with the things that I feel aligned with doing. Mm -hmm. And I am, you know, the most important thing in my life at this point of being a mom of two, having, you know, a team where we're almost 30. I'm like, I need to be in complete alignment with the things that I'm putting on my calendar because my days are really full and I need a lot of space for myself. And <laughs> I know we're very similar. I need space for myself. We're very similar in the sense when you share about anxiety and mm-hmm. I I connect so deeply to that because I I need the space. I need to process and I need to move and I you know it's it's all my number one priority actually before anything else mm-hmm. because I have to strengthen my mind first. And then I always say the rest follows and it's typically the body. And then, you know, I do all of the things, but I am like, I'm really confident in, in telling people no. And I think people really respect it. Look, I have had people say no and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I also sometimes will say like on the receiving end of a no, it's a no for now. Like totally. maybe one day a door opens later and it becomes a yes, but it's okay that it's a no now. That's because, so like, true. I say no to things also and like it might change. You never know. There are times of your life where things are available, mm-hmm. things are possible, and then there are times where they just aren't. How do you navigate? Because this is something I'm constantly trying to navigate. Mm-hmm. Being present and all in in the moments where you are momming and in the moments where you have your work mode on. And obviously those two can be intertwined a lot because shit can hit the fan and something comes up and that takes priority. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? I mean, it's it's honestly one of my greatest challenges. You know, I I really try. I try my best not to be like in my phone yeah. every second when I'm with my kids. And by the way, they will tell me. Oh, Liam says, put yeah. your phone down already. He's too. They will tell you. And I like, I've gotten to the point now where it's like, where my days are scheduled. I really try to do all of the things that I have to do before I come home and have my time with them after work and things come up. Right. So I'm, I'm really big on the communication component because Benjamin seven and Eleanor is four that I can say, I mean, I'm really big on like, I just need a minute. And like Eleanor says it too now. She's like, I need a minute, mom. And I'm like, you go, babe. Like do whatever you need. Oh, it's like crazy. She's like, I need a pause. And it's really cute. But I, you know, I think it's important for them to understand that every single thing doesn't always revolve around them, Mm -hmm. you know? Because like they're growing to be their own little people where they're going to have other things they want to prioritize besides spending time with me, which is so hard to think about, heartbreaking. but right. It's heartbreaking <laughs> to think about, but I, I also want to really build these little people into such strong, independent humans who know that in order to live this beautiful life that we live, like their mom and their dad work and they, and we work really hard, but we really make, you know, our time with our kids and our time with our family just such a special time together. And even if it's not, you know, if, if I'm not picking up my kids or taking them to their activities after school, I I can't always do that with my schedule. Sometimes I'll do like a surprise Mm -hmm. pickup and it's the best feeling, but I really just parent on transparency. Like I've been talking to my kids like this since they came out of the womb. Same with Liam. Yeah. And, and they become you know, it's like they're their own little people. And, and, you know, even Benjamin, like he'll tell me like, don't post that. And I know you've shared so openly, you don't share your children on social media. And I think that's great. I think since you have it, don't, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like, you can always change it's hard it, once, but it's, it's hard once you've opened to go back. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, for me, it's, it's such an element of my life and, trust me, I have many days where I'm like, I'm not, you know, there's just, I don't need to share my, it's not like they're a clickbait for me. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just a part of my joy. 
but is listening to them too. Like if Benjamin's like, please stop videoing me at my football game. I'm like, of course, like I won't. Yeah. And then he'll be like, mom, did you get like, make sure you get when I catch it. And I'm like, okay. Like, so I think it's just, it's a constant navigation. Mm-hmm. And I really just try to like sit my kids down and just keep it real. I think for parents listening, one of the things I know I struggled with this immensely. And one of the things that's most important that I have shifted and both my husband and I are working on and has helped me tremendously, mainly because I get very overstimulated. And that's when I turn into like the angriest, ugliest version of myself. Me too. (laughs) Is I cannot be trying to do both at once. Oh, it's hard. And it's hard not to because, especially because our jobs and most people's jobs nowadays, since COVID especially, are so easily accessible on our phone. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's not like you have to go with my old job. I had to be sitting at my desk in the office. Like it was very easy to sign off. In this industry, that is not the case at all. There are no boundaries unless you implement them. I also am very interested with the busy days that you have. What are your non-negotiables? Like what are Mm -hmm. things, whether it's morning or night, what are your like, this is a must and I will prioritize. Obviously some days it's not going to happen every single 365 days, but you try your hardest to do. Oh, I do. I mean, I am so big on my morning routine as I am on my nighttime. But for me, it's like I I create the space to meditate every single day day as if I, you know, I shower every single day. Mm -hmm. Like those things to me go hand in hand. I have to, because it's the one thing that has me able to manage all of the things that are on my plate that are coming up in my personal life and business. So it is something I am like, it's, it's just, it has, it, it's an ultimate, like this, this happens. And and by the way, I have a lot of flexibility around it. So bef- it's not this, like this disciplined way of being. I'm actually, I'm not a disciplined person. I'm a very consistent person. And I, you know, I really strive. And I say that word lightly because it doesn't always happen. I mm-hmm. strive to do it before my kids wake up and now they've been sleeping later and it's been amazing the best thing ever because I was waking up at 5 a.m yeah. to meditate for almost two years with Eleanor and now I'm getting up at like six even 6 15 sometimes 6 30 to to like get my meditation practice in the past couple of days Benjamin like woke up as I was meditating and he like comes over and I like sit on my lap and I'm like, I'm going to keep meditating. So like you can stay with me. And he's like, yeah. okay. And I keep going. And I I think it's important for them to understand while their needs are so massive, so are mine. Yeah. And I'm super verbal about that. And, and by the way, they're at the age now that I can communicate that. Yes. But I also think it's something you can start. It's going to look very different, but you can start it when they're young. Liam, He's a bit of an angel unicorn, so I I have to preface with that. He's so cute. Like, I'm aware of it. But, and everyone in my life, like, reminds me of this sometimes when I say (laughs) things. They're like, okay, well, not every kid would do that. But I'm, like, you can try to start early on where Mm -hmm. with him as a kid, like, I would gate off our playroom in our apartment. It was a small room. I would lay on the mat for my afternoon meditation. And I can hear him. I'm obviously right next to him. I would have to open my eyes if I hear something, but sometimes he would, I have a video. He would literally just eventually crawl over and lay on me. Mm-hmm. And Joe would walk in. He's like, he's straight up meditating with you. I'm like, I'm trying to teach him. It's because Joe meditates. Like it's very important to both of us, but it's a non-negotiable for me as well. And I relate deeply to your need and desire for that morning piece because oh. I think it's also playing into my pregnancy funk because sleep has taken priority. But prior to that, I was up an hour plus before Liam every morning to have my me time. And something that you've talked about in, I guess, different avenues, I've heard you say this, is your past version of yourself. Like you can, you, I feel this way. I have an Mm -hmm. uglier version of myself in the past. I don't mean physically. Mm -hmm. I mean, emotionally, mentally, a very tightly wound, combative, ready to go, ready to brawl. You fuck with me. Let's go. <laughs> that's how, that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, there's just something here. 
Um, we just hit the nail on the head. And like, <laughs> I can still tap into it. Oh, yeah. I really try not to. Like, Don't mess. <laughs> I posted this screenshot the other day to my subscribers of this girl, like in my DMs, yelling at me for feeding my child a Reese's. And I just said, I'm okay with my decisions. And they were like, how are you not like telling this lady to fuck off? And I'm like, this is my therapy in proof. Like the, this is literal proof of me being in therapy because I've worked so hard on trying to fix that past version of myself. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that younger version of yourself now that you are 40 and thriving? And I feel my age has only helped with this. Like, what would you say to that younger version of Melissa who is in it and constantly like in fight or flight mode, ready to go. Mm. I would honestly tell her that she's safe and that she's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that she is so much stronger than she ever thought she was. You know, I, I'm very tapped into that yeah. version and that person that still lives deep within me because I was not always so kind mm -hmm. and loving to myself for many, many years. And now as I've, I've learned through the years of being able to like look myself in the mirror and actually like ha have like deep love and compassion for myself, it's changed everything. It changed my entire life. And, and that really was the stepping stone that got me to really like start doing what I'm doing now. Eight years ago, it was through the, through really the healing and going through the motions of first like understanding how awful I was to myself mm -hmm. for so many years. And really like, you know, I'm a very kind, sweet person, but also like not really the kindest to some people along the way either. And I think it's, it was through like that kind of awakening of my consciousness where it was like, I just started to see everything just like open up totally in my life. Like I feel like, you know, when you're living your life as if a tiger's chasing you for every single moment of your life, you see this way. You are in a tunnel and you are just running to get the hell out. Mm -hmm. Now I walk, I see this way. I see the realm of infinite possibilities now. I see life's synchronicities just happening because I not only share all of this as, yes, this is part of my business, but this is this is a way of life for me. This is how I, I show up. And that's really continued to create and mold me into a version of myself I knew was in there. Yeah. Seven years old, I knew I was funny that we're talking about this because this morning at breakfast, and I do just want to add one thing to what you were saying about the meditation. Most of my meditations when my kids were really young happened with them in front of their iPads. Now I'm at I mean, this- hello, Miss Rachel, <laughs> best thing in the entire world. Now I'm at the stage of parenting where I've removed devices in the morning. And let me tell you why, because I was finding that it was really igniting a lot of anxiety in the home to get out the door. And I was having no connectivity with my kids. And now we like have these great conversations. And I was telling my kids today, they were asking, they were very into love and marriage. And Eleanor wants to marry our videographer. And it's <laughs> hilarious. She like loves him. Tom, shout out to Tom. And then they were asking me, you know, like, well, what about your parents? And I was like, well, my parents got divorced when mm -hmm. I was seven. And and I said, you know, for for me, seven, it, seven years old was where I, I really remember just sadness in my life. And like, I wasn't a happy kid. And I, you know, I didn't have the love and the support in the home. Of course, my parents loved me, but they could only provide what they had the capacity to give. And it wasn't a lot because they could barely, you know, had enough to give themselves with. And you were one of six children, going on. five with my, my mom and my dad. So yeah, there's a lot going on. And yeah, I was telling my kids about that like version of myself, but how I, you know, I've been able to move the sadness and share these shifts that I really think are possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that little girl that still lives in here was fearful of everything, never thought anything was possible. So it's truly my mission to share with 
every single person that there is another way and that you can change. You can change the way that you show up for yourself and that you show up for the world. And the things that you deeply desire can become living, breathing realities when you're ready to do the work. Yeah. And I think the reason I share is very similarly because for me, I wasn't always the nicest to people in my life or people I didn't even know, but Mm -hmm. it all stemmed from a deep unkindness to myself. Mm, Always. And once I found compassion for myself, everything shifted for me. And the way I go about treating others, like it all changed. I'm curious, how do you feel your childhood has impacted the way that you parent? Oh my God, it's impacted it tremendously. It's, you know, I I think when you grow up with a lot of trauma and you're just constantly trying to live in survival, it creates a lot of internal anxieties, internal anxieties, external anxieties. And for me, it's, it's been truly the most important thing for me is to be hyper involved, not like a helicopter parent, Mm -hmm. like, because I'm actually not that at all. But for my kids to know that like, I am there for the things that are really important, but also putting them to bed every night and to have these moments of just like laying in bed with them, talking about their day or something they're upset about or, you know, I think just like really holding this space with this undivided attention is something, I mean, it's something I look forward to every single day. And, you know, like the best part of the day, it's the best part of the day. And by the way, like it's a freaking marathon getting them to bed and it's intense and it can bring on a lot of aggression and just frustration, you know, like it's, and the kids now, like you'll see because your kids are going to be so close is they are like, oh my God, they just fuel each other's behaviors. And I'm like, it's just, I mean, it's wild right now. But um, the one hug, literally forget everything. They're so cute. It's, I would do anything. I swear to you, it makes me think like, cause it's funny. Cause like now Eleanor's turning five this year and I'm like, do I? And then I'm like, nope. But what? Nope. And like hearing you talk about like your pregnancies. No, like, I'm like, nope. Yeah, I'm like literally document this all. So I remember how <laughs> not well I am during pregnancy. Yes. In this episode, Melissa and I chat a lot about our routines and the importance of prioritizing time for ourselves in order to be the best possible version we can be. And it is super easy for me and her, as she mentions, to slip into an older version of myself who is just a little reactive and quick tempered. Thanks to age and putting in the work, I have untapped a version of myself that I feel much more confident about showing up as in this world. One of the things that helps me the most to continuously show up as this version is carving out time for myself in the mornings and implementing my routine to start the day. Of course, as it has been for the past few years, AG1 is a large part of that routine. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted increased energy and immune system support, and now it is such a staple in my routine. I take AG1 first thing in the morning after my meditation and before my coffee during my solo time prior to waking up my son, and it makes me feel ready to take on my day. I know morning routines are like a bit overhyped lately and something that some people feel stressed to implement, but it has been an absolute game changer for me when it comes to my mental and physical health. Your routine does not even have to be longer than five minutes. Everyone has that to give. The simplest version would be doing a one to three minute meditation and then enjoying your glass of AG1 before starting your day. Already with that, you are prioritizing your mental and physical health first thing in the morning, which is a massive win. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash FFF. That's drinkag1.com slash FFF to check it out. You know what is a stressor of moving that I just simply was not prepared for? Finding all new doctors for myself and Liam. Between the two of us and then Joe finding his as well, there are so many appointments that need to be made. 
dentists, general practitioners, pediatricians, OBGYNs, dermatologists, the list goes on and on. It takes a lot of appointments to make sure your health is up to date. Especially while pregnant, I feel like I am basically living in a doctor's office. Because of this, I am so extremely grateful for ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. I've shared on social that I was trying to decide whether I was going to find a local OBGYN or stay with my previous one who I love so much in New York City, and I'm so happy to say that I officially made my decision. While I absolutely loved my previous doctor and my delivery experience, I just could not justify going to the Upper East Side for all of my appointments, and I was starting to get super anxious about the idea of getting to the hospital in time once I was in labor. Thanks to ZocDoc, I was able to find an OBGYN only 15 minutes away from our house who takes our insurance and who I love so much. After the drive home for my first visit, I was confident that I had made the right decision. Not only was it so close, but she was amazing. Thanks to the filtering abilities and reviews on ZocDoc, I found the perfect fit for me during this extremely important and stressful time. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Cameron and download the ZocDoc app for free and then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within just 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash Cameron. ZocDoc.com slash Cameron. I also have some listener questions for you. Yes, we love the listener questions. Okay, what are your top tips for developing self-confidence and owning who you are? Oof, favorite. So my top tips are, I think a lot of people are looking for their confidence externally. Yep right? It's like when something happens in life, you go to your friend group or maybe your parents or maybe just trusted sources in your life or, or, or honestly, maybe not trusted sources, but you just need an outlet. And for me, it really is so important. And, and I really try to be an example of this is like, it, it's got to come back here. And the only way that we are going to find confidence within ourselves is Truly by showing and giving ourselves more respect, more compassion, and really just learning to be kind and gentle as you would with like a three-year-old or a seven-year-old that you were trying to Mm -hmm. guide or teach them something new. You know, like for me, I, I had zero confidence as a kid. Even moving to New York and wanting to model, I was the most insecure human. However, I can I could front it with the ego. The ego presented itself confidently, but I was dying inside of insecurity. Okay, this is actually so interesting for me. Sorry to cut you off. No, please. Because I've been thinking about this a lot. First, I feel like I don't have many memories from my childhood, which kind of like scares me. I don't know if it's a concussion thing or what, but it does freak me out. But I feel like everyone's always said, you've always been so confident. Like, And I do think I've always been confident, but I also think there was something else going on if I was always so mean to myself. I couldn't have been that confident. I honestly think it was a front. And I Mm -hmm. think it was, I've talked about this high performing anxiety where like I didn't do well in high school, but then I did really well in college. And with sports, I was always the captain and I was getting all the awards and I was always on time. And I was always the person that like the coach could rely on. But I think it was because I was so anxious of letting people down where it was like, what would happen? Mm -hmm. And my parents are the greatest parents in the world, but they were very success. The two of them are very successful. And growing up, a lot of worth and love was tied with success. And I've we've talked about that. And like, I think that sparked a lot of those things. So it's interesting to hear you say like the ego was a good front because maybe that's what it was. I I cannot figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out my childhood. I mean, it sounds like it, right? Yeah. Because it's a protective layer. We mm-hmm. have to protect ourselves. It's like scary out there. You know, yeah. it's like we come up against so many different challenges and uncomfortable situations a day. And it was really, I mean, I will tell you, it was moving to New York City from Syracuse, New York and being around some of the most attractive people in the world. Right. right? Especially the industry you were in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and also being told from every agency in the city that I wasn't the look. I was, I needed to lose weight. I wasn't tall enough. Just like endless. It was this endless list of never being enough. And then going back to my 
tiny apartment that was honestly, I don't even think it was this big. It was like half of this, but in being with myself and just beating myself up, like you have to lose weight. Like you have, you, you have to do all these things. And I mean, that spiraled, that created just all of the anxiety that I was living with mm-hmm. as a child came out when I moved to New York. And it came out in ways where I was drinking, I was binge drinking, I was staying out late and I started I started binging. It was like my form of really being able to like fill myself up with like, oh my God, you know, it's like fill yourself with the anxiety. And then the release was like, I, I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. And it became this thing that was a tool that worked really well for me for a while. And then really, you know, being able to look myself in the mirror and, and see like the damage that it was doing. And it was from that place of seeing how awful I was being to myself that I really turned in here. Like, you know, I was seeking therapists. I was working with a health coach. And and by the way, I think it is very important to set up a professional team. Yeah. I'm a big proponent. I've got my people. Absolutely. You, and I, I still do to this day, but for me, it was also to be in stillness mm-hmm. and to sit with the things that were coming up I and mean, the voices. Therapy can only do so much if you're not willing or able to sit with your emotions on your own as well. You know, like, yeah, you can bullshit your way through therapy all you want and go to therapy. Totally. But not do the actual work and deal with the things on your own. Yeah. Like for me, I I really wanted to get to the root cause Mm -hmm. of where this was coming from. And it was really crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Like as I like close my eyes, I can remember the apartment I lived in, like rolling out my mat and being like, okay, I'm just going to like be with it. And and by the way, also at that time, feel like, I don't know how to meditate. Am I meditating right? Like <laughs> right. my thoughts are still going, but then being like, but that's all part of the process, you yeah. guys. Like mm-hmm. we're not here to like turn things off. We're here to shift the focus. Yeah. Instead of allowing yourself to focus on that train of negative thinking, right? It's going to, let's bring it back to something more soothing, like like your breath or the sound of the waves or the, mm-hmm. you know, watching the clouds pass you by in the sky, whatever it is. And that was when I, I was also reading two books that really helped me see myself differently. A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson and You Can Heal Your Life. I've read that one. By Louise Hay. Love. And those, those two books were really ones that helped me, you know, have those affirmations when I looked in the mirror and, and start to say to myself, like, I love you. And it was weird. And I was like, but do I? I don't think I do. But like, <laughs> I'm going to keep trying this thing. And then like now, you know, like it is really nice now to be like, I love you. Like you're doing so great. Look, look at you. Look how fun, mm-hmm. you know, and like I have such a beautiful relationship with myself now, but I didn't always. And I know it's possible. And that is why I am. So, that's why I'm here mm-hmm. to, to let every single person know who is feeling that other way that it's possible to, to be in this space. And you can flip the script. I'm all about. You know, my negative voice, I, I always say I envision a literal an angel and a devil on my shoulder. And my angel, my devil was so fucking loud. And that angel was so quiet. And all I heard were the critiques, critiques, critiques of myself, of others, you know. And the second I started audibly giving the angel a voice, every time I critique myself, if I saw a photo or I looked at myself in the mirror or saw a reflection in a window, you know, also when you are so heavily critiquing, you're looking out for those things. Right. You're catching every reflection you pass so that you can critique. Mm-hmm. And I started stopping if I was by myself or with my husband or my family, I would say them out loud. I would literally affirm the part of my body that my mind was critiquing. And I would say, thank you, legs, for getting me out of bed every morning. Thank you, legs, for allowing me to go have a fun night with my girlfriends and dance. Thank you, belly, for turning my food into poop, like literal things. (laughs) And the angel voice started to gain legs and a microphone, and it just became louder. And Mm. now I really rarely hear the critical one. And once that shifted with myself, it completely changed how I view the world. Because it's the same thing we were saying earlier. Like, I used to be such a fucking bitch in my brain about other people. Now I'm like, passing people in the street. I love that outfit. That girl has beautiful (laughs) hair. Like, it's all affirmations. Yeah. 
And it has shifted so much for me. It, it changes the lens it in really which you does. look through. I love that, by the way. I loved your little. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is your favorite part of being a parent? Oh, my God. Honestly, I love being a mom. It's, it's like I've known since I was so young that I wanted me to have a family. And it's truly the thing I desired most in my life. And it's just what's given me, like, I, I feel like it, it gave me wings, you know, mm -hmm. like having real love in your life makes you feel like you can fly. And having two children that I just absolutely adore, I'm obsessed with them. My favorite part of being a parent is, is getting to know them. It's so fun. It is so like, it's so interesting and like, he is sensitive and Eleanor, you know, is can be feisty, but also very sensitive. And to talk about their day and to see things that, you know, have come up for them, challenges, and and to really like give them the space mm -hmm. to like work through it. And of course, I mean, the hardest thing for me as a parent is like being in a park and like watching another kid be mean to my kid. Like I'm just like, oh my god, Liam has something. It's about really him that hard. He gets pushed and bullied all the time. Oh no, and it's so hard. It's so hard. I did have a great friend. I, I'll actually say his name because everyone is motivated by him. So Gary V has been a Love great him. inspiration for me. With like, he's like, if anyone messes with my kid, you you gotta leave them alone. They have to figure it out. And I'm like, what? Like, so I've really been trying to exercise that, and I have to say. It is really hard at first, but it's so important. I know. Even at this age, for them to try to navigate their emotions, challenging situations in the way that they would, not the way that I want to tell them how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I mean, I love, I love it all. I love laying in bed with them. I love getting up with them in the morning. I love my sacred time with them. I have so much time with them. I am, you know, being hands-on was the only way for me, or I just felt like, why would I? do it. And it's just, it's like the greatest joy in my life. I always say it's the hardest job and the most rewarding thing I could have ever imagined. It's so hard, you guys. <laughs> it's so hard, but then it's like, like I oh. wouldn't trade it for the world. No, but it's, it is freaking hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's all consuming yes. in all ends of things. And managing their moods is just a whole other <sighs> podcast yeah. episode. Oh yeah. How do you make decisions on where and how to grow your business? Oh, I love this one. Everything that I do is truly intuitively led. I am like definitely a heart leader. I mean, that's literally why my podcast is called Move, move with heart. heart. I really try to move from that place. However, as I have, you know, gotten to a place where things really organically built and then, you know, Dylan, who's here as well, was my first hire you're, and you've now been there forever. Yeah, she's been with me since the very beginning. And it's, you know, it's a lot has changed for her. A lot has changed for me of like, you know, she was with me with when I was pregnant with Eleanor and we would work laying in my bed. Like that just necessarily doesn't fly as you grow your team. Yeah. <laughs> but now there's a lot of strategy in place, having a bigger team and, you know, looking at it through the lens of, of really understanding the data because data informs decisions. And I mean, you're talking about someone who like, if you start going too deep in numbers with me, I'm like, guys, it's important to know, like I know everything about my business. Mm -hmm. I know my numbers. I know where we are Q1. Do you, do you, am I swallowed by the numbers and the finances? No, but I think it's really important to be educated and to understand. But you know, it's really tapping into the community aspect of it too, because it is what has so heavily fueled where things are. And and right now, you know, it's it's incredible. Like I love this space of of being able, like, you know, we finally like we built our own platform. It's, you know, like we can blow out the ceiling for the first time. And there's so many incredible things in the pipeline, but for me, it's really tapping into like the soul connection of like what brings me to life. Mm -hmm. And I I love speaking. I, I really love, you know, stepping in more as a thought leader and sharing my my voice in a bigger way, more motivationally for the the community. It's what really brings me to life. So 
although, you know, I, I have a big team now who, but still small, but bigger than when I had like two right. or three employees. And now it's, you know, it's all really creatively done together. And then we strategize and we focus. Everyone has their projects that they focus on. We come together so nicely, but I never lose, never lose sight of where my intuition wants to go. That must be so fun in a collaborative way because I think that's the hardest part of this job, especially that I struggled with going from such a team-focused line of work to something like this. And you talk about community. You've yes. got a big one. <laughs> My aunt was at your live event. Stop it. She met. I think she met you. Wait. I could be wrong. Who was your aunt? Sally Lou Loveman. Oh she is God. your biggest fan. Stop so it. So I had to make sure I gave her a shout out. Sally Lou, I love you. When you comment on my stuff, she'll text me and be like, did you see Melissa commented? I'm like, I saw. And like in the video we were talking about of my mom, I guess you commented like, happy birthday. And I she's love like, your mom. Cindy, <laughs> Melissa would wish you a happy birthday. Like loves you. I'm also supposed to say that her and her daughter, Marin, they would really love more pool workouts this summer. <laughs> that was a specific, I texted them this morning. I literally was like, what do you guys want me to ask Melissa? Wait, um, I'm dead and you know they're coming, ladies. So, so. they love you. <laughs> I love you. But my aunt was at your live event and she watched a lot of women get very emotional when they met you. And many, she said, were in tears. And she wants to know what does this mean to you and how does it make you feel? Oh. Oh my God. It means everything to me. I mean, it's been a handful of days now since the event. And and like when I tell you that I am vibing, I'm vibing on a different frequency. It looked amazing. Thank you so much. It it was amazing. And there's there's one thing to be able to teach digitally and to really connect and reach with people all over the globe. It's the second I started doing it, I knew I was like, this is it. Like, this is a passion I didn't even know that I had because it's, it is like this strong connectivity that you feel, but there is just something magnificent about when a bunch of people who mm-hmm. all desire the, th- the same thing come together and are there to do one thing. And that's just to like, lift each other up. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. It, I mean, I, I can honestly tell you that, you know, there were 400 people in total. Amazing. I had a moment with every single person and and I was there with every single person because it means so much to me that people would take time out of their day to be in that room and to be a part of this. And I don't for one second take that for granted. Mm-hmm. I never lose sight of why I'm here. And it's truly from this incredible community that has been built from all of us just, you know, feeling as if we have become this, these versions of ourselves, these better, more well-rounded versions of ourselves together. And I mean, I cried five times, like oh, I, I'm sure. maybe definitely more, but it's, it's hyper emotional for me. There's nothing better than meeting the people that have got you to where you are today. Nothing. So for everyone who wants to join this community of yours, pimp yourself out. Where can they support you? You're so cute. Thank you so much. You can follow us on melissawoodhelp.com. You guys, we have a seven-day free trial. We literally have something for everyone at every stage. That's the most important thing Mm -hmm. for me. So whether you're, you know, we have teenagers to women in their 80s, one who came to the event, by the way. And it's just... It's the best, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. it's really important to have that. And you can follow me at Melissa would, oh, wait, that's what, oh, actually, well, you can do both. You can. (laughs) Yeah. So my personal is Melissa would Tepperberg now and the brand is Melissa would health and TikTok is Melissa would health too. Okay. It'll all be in the show That's really sweet. Of course. It's just so important to. And your podcast. And my podcast is Move (laughs) With Heart. You're so good. Let me just do your social. No, I know. I'm like, that is one thing. I'm like not a plugger of myself. So thank you. No, but your podcast. So much. Move With Heart. And it's great. I listen to it. I love it. Thank you. You're a doll. I love you. And you're just. Thank you so much. Like I've always loved you through the screen, but you're really special. Thank you. That means the world to me. You are. You're a real one and just keep going because like you're just you're changing the narrative for so many girls, it, it, young girls, boys, anyone out there who can just see that there's there's a different way. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.